Welcome to the Write Good Books podcast, the audio companion to writegoodbooks.com with your host, Jason Boga. And welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am Jason, and I am joined again by our co-host, Scott Michael Childers. You doing fine today? I am. Awesome. Why am I talking like a robot? I have no idea. I'm watching the sound bar, so we're back into normal. I I was thinking... (laughs) (laughs) Normal. What is my new normal? So... (laughs) Please reference last episode. Yes. Oh, man. So every time I speak, I say something stupid. And, um, (laughs) you know, and that's kind of fixable when you're talking. But my... um, I, I noticed this at work the other day. I'm, I typed this, like, well, real thought-out email, and I hit send, and then, as always, every time I send a work email, I go back and proofread it after the fact and get my apologies ready. <laughs> and I always say to the people I work with, I'm like, why in the devil am I not reading things before I hit the send button? And there's some sort of write-in tie, right? Writing, I needed to do it right there. There's some sort of writing tie into that somewhere, I think, about proofreading and publishing and sending. I, I think you just kind of made a roundabout case for it. <laughs> okay. So, I thought today we'd talk about proofreading. <laughs> what did we say about working on your beginnings <laughs> last episode? I don't know. Good question. <laughs> Had to but, go back and listen. Yeah, these, these are all lighter plugs go back and re-listen to that so yeah proofreading you know i can understand you're finished with the work mm-hmm. you think you got your first draft done and it's like i'm done send yeah. save publish what mm-hmm. have you it's kind of this instinctual thing in this day and age where yeah. everything has to happen right away yeah, yeah. it's kind of this pressure to, mm-hmm. to have a consumable good here pretty mm-hmm. soon shortly yeah so I, I think that's understandable. Oh, hey, sorry to, to scale back for one second. Shall yeah. we define proofreading for the listeners who have maintained listening status with us for the last few minutes? Well, yeah, if you wish to, to define proofreading. So um, especially for, for newer writers, you know, you, you want to write your piece, you revise, you proofread. Revising and proofreading are not necessarily the same thing. In my opinion, and jump in if I'm... If you have a different opinion here, but I think revising and working on revisions is more looking at um, plot structure, looking for consistency and dialogue and, and yeah. things like that. We're proofreading. Big, big picture stuff. Big picture stuff. Yeah. Should this scene take place here, there, or at all? We're proofreading, I think, in the publishing world. They might call it copy editing. Is that about the same thing? Yeah, copy you're, editing. Yeah, you're, you're looking for more... Grammatical errors, misspellings, repeated words. Punctuation. Punctuation. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff I get burned on with theme of absence. So Yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. both things are very important. And I've heard some mm-hmm. authors, they'll do a proofreading pass specifically. or They'll do a polish pass and then a proofreading pass or vice versa. Yeah, my, my publisher, they had one editor who did revisions. Mm-hmm. And co- content, and then one who did uh, one who did content editing, the one who did copywriting. Is that the right terms? It, it depends. So, yeah, yeah. You had one saying, "Would this character really say this, or would they word it differently?" And then another one went through just for looking at, you know, this is the fifteenth time you use this word on this page. 
So, so if you're a self-published author, this is extremely important because you don't want someone to pick up your book on Amazon and find three misspelled words on the first paragraph or they'll stop reading your book. And, and here's the thing. Even published books sometimes get errors, but your job is to try to minimize the chance of that happening, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes things slip through. Yeah. But if you could, if one extra pass could solve, you know, 99.9% of those issues, then why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. And uh, in the world of blogging, I, like you said, you're so ready to just hit send or publish. And I, I made this mistake so many times. Uh, one site I go to, the minimalist.com, they had a good tip. They said, you know, when you write a blog post, write it, proof it, post it, and then proof it again, because you'll notice stuff when you see it formatted. And, and when you're reading it a second time after it's published, you won't be in that rush to hit publish. So you'll read it more carefully. Yeah. You mentioned something about formatting. Mm-hmm. There's lots of little proofreading tips that you can use to kind of help. Changing the size of your font creates differences in where the words are laid out on the page. Yeah. So maybe you'll pick up a duplicate word from previously where the first instance was on one line, line break, then the second instance. Mm-hmm. If you change the font or change the margins or whatever, adjust the way it's viewed on your screen or on your printed page, you could pick up some things you missed on a previous pass. Yeah, a font like Courier where the letters are equal might make duplicate words stand out more. Yeah, yeah. Or or like I said, change the margins. So that way the the breaks between lines, you know, not the hard breaks between Mm -hmm. paragraphs, but the, the line breaks happen at different points. And so you'll see it differently. Oh, yeah. So that breaks out that that uh, repetition part in your brain where, where your brain saying, I've seen this already. I, I can ignore this. Mm-hmm. By forcing something different to go through your eyeballs. Oh, yeah. You see it differently, yeah. physically, you know. And uh, another tip, and it's hard to do with a novel, but with a short story or, or a post, you know, read out loud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As painful as that may be, sometimes it's necessary. Well, I found one while I was doing the book reading. Oh, there you go. It was like... And at that point, you're going, I should have done another proofreading pass in the galley stage. Because oh, here I am with an audience. I'll and, take that up to your editor. Well, yeah. <laughs> needless to say, but here I am in public yeah. reading from my book. And oh, my gosh. You're like, hey, whoa, check that out. Everyone, pull out your black marker and mark off this line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, one thing, I mean, it is easier in the day and age of of for self-publishers and digital copies and stuff to go change things on the fly, I suppose. But yeah, some new readers won't see it. But it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard of some that will publish a new version of their mm-hmm. their title, especially if they release it only in ebook format. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll release a revised edition or what mm-hmm. what have you. So I, you know, I've got a couple other examples that just get on my nerves that I can't catch this stuff the first time. I. My, uh, when we said punctuation, my theme of absence.com, the, the pretty banner right on the top of the page says a fantasy of science fiction, fantasy, and horror, and there's no Oxford comma, and that just bothers me, because to me, that reads as, uh, you know, fantasy, comma, horror, and science fiction. So it's like, horror and science fiction are one thing? A peanut butter always, and jelly. Yeah, oh man, that bothers me, and then, you know, I'm doing my, my, uh, my, 
I guess you could say self-publishing, and that should be a podcast too. I'm working on a, a fantasy card game, uh, mm. independently releasing a, and the the parallels between that and self-publishing books are, are pretty good. Uh, that's a story for another day. But you know, I, I have a, the word water is very common, and I had a template that mm. all said water, and I'm play testing with someone. And they say, "Why did you spell water with two T's?" Say, "Well, I didn't." And sure enough, I did. So, you know, it's, it's really common words, I think, are really easy to miss because your brain just sees what you mean there. Yeah, yeah there, there's some, I don't remember the term off the top of my head, but the more you see or use a word, like in rapid succession, it starts losing meaning, and now it's just a jumble of letters. Oh, right? I have so, and I'm not even joking, I have so much trouble typing Jason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's one move, and yeah. Yeah, and, and all of you know, all of a sudden, it quits having meaning to your brain because now it's it's overused temporarily. So things like that happen. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so, you know, a lot of times I've had, uh, I don't know, I've had one author say I was lazy on my editing one, one time because I missed a common uh, error in like the third paragraph of a story. And, you know, it's not lazy. It's it's You really have to train yourself to find these errors. And proofreading is not easy. That's why there's... People have a full-time job of, of proofreading. Yeah, well, and that brings up another point. Sometimes just getting another set of eyeballs on it. because And that's, you know, I write something every month for, for the organization mm -hmm. I work at. It's 300 words or so. Not many. Right. And yet I still insist that someone else looks at it, and then I look at, look at it after they've made some changes to make sure... You know, I wrote it. I know what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And so I, my brain will sometimes skip over the parts. Oh, yeah. Because I already know what I typed. But it's really, I know what I thought I typed. Right. There was once I sent out some some message to work. I had a sentence with no verb in it. And it's like, how did I do that? There is no action here. It's just a bunch of red words now. Because <laughs> there is no verb in a set of instructions. It happens. Yeah. You know, don't beat yourself up over it. And don't beat yourself up over missing it. Right. It's, you know, knowing is half the battle, right? <laughs> it, it, you have to be aware of it. And, I, yeah, I love the idea of, of doing a final read-through, regardless of the size of the piece you're reading. Do a final read-through only looking for punctuation, only looking for grammatical errors and, and missed words, you know, stuff the spell checker can't catch, yeah. especially. Well, it... You know, even look for things like homonyms and homophones, where words sound the same but are spelled differently and have yeah. different meanings. Yeah. There and there. Your yeah. and your. Yeah. And you, you can't see it because it's only audio, but those were, you know, four different words. <laughs> I made the mistake of having a primary character in my novel named Brian. Brian is a fine name. I know many fine Brians. <laughs> When you accidentally type brain pretty repeatedly enough that your editor actually misses it one time and and, uh, and and somebody catches it. Yeah. You know, I mean, look for stuff that if, if it's a mistake you know you make, well, look for a different word. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and let, let's another tip if we're, we're rolling mm -hmm. on tips here. Roll on. Set it aside for a day. Oh, yeah. You know. A week. Yeah, get it out of your brain. Yeah, there are many times where uh, I'm writing a piece again, short piece, four hundred words, three hundred words. The person's doing layout the next day. Mm -hmm. I type it up the day before, and I don't send it. I let it sit. Go to bed. Come back to the office. 
bring it back up to do another thing of proofreading before submitting it because I've got a little bit more time. And taking that time away, <laughs> I forget part of what I wrote as far as what I was meaning to say, yeah. and I'm seeing it closer to what actually exists in the manuscript. So even a night mm -hmm. can help. But yeah, if you've got a longer piece and you can set it aside for a week or a little bit longer if, you're, if you've got some time built in before your deadline, yeah. that makes it even better. Yeah. Since you've self-published, would you recommend hiring someone specifically for proofreading? Yes. 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 And get, having a different set of eyes, especially mm -hmm. if you have one that's trained in rules of grammar and punctuation yeah. and knows some of the common mistakes yeah. that could happen. Now, I, I would not recommend, and you know, I, you have more experience in this than me, so maybe your take is different, but I would not recommend having one person do content editing and, and punctuation. That I feel like if somebody's reading for plot, they're gonna focus on plot and they'll miss the grammar. If they're focusing on grammar, they'll overlook the plot. I feel like it should be multiple people on something like that. If you could pull that off with yeah. whatever resources you oh, have, yeah, yeah I, th I think that's a great idea. And, and, you know, we're kind of talking, you have beta readers sometimes. Yeah. And those are usually the folks that are catching plot and character oh, yeah. questions. Yeah. But those people usually aren't reading for proofing. Mm -hmm. And so maybe a combination of beta readers and proofreaders. Mm -hmm. And there are some folks that, won't like the type of story you're writing, but man, they're great copy editors. Oh, yeah. And that's even better because then they're not reading at all for trying to get into the story. Yeah. They are staring at the pixels. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? awesome. Uh, and one thing, make sure for your bad readers, have the right type of people. I had someone read a, a short story of mine, and instead of giving suggestions, they rewrote it in their style. Well... Yeah. That's... Yeah. I didn't let that person look at another one of my short stories. <laughs> and, and now here's another thing to think about when proofing. Depending on, on what you're writing for, mm -hmm. there could be style guidelines. Oh, yeah. Right? So yeah. do you use two spaces after a period? Do you use italics mm -hmm. or quotation marks? Do you use straight quotes or do you use, you know, curled in and yeah. curled out? Yeah. You know, single quote versus double quote. Mm -hmm. So... If you're writing to a style guide, uh, whether it's for a submission or an actual like a, a publication where they use a house style guide, you might want to make that a separate run of yeah. proofing as well. Get your content, get standard spelling and stuff, mm -hmm. and then write and then revise the style yeah. guide. For me personally, doing my first draft to style guide, it, it can sometimes slow down the creative part. That, that's what I've been fighting lately. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm primarily writing fiction. I haven't really run into that since mm. so many sites now. They say standard manuscript format, except for use italics for italics, use underline for underline, yeah. use single space for periods. And surprisingly, it was really easy to train myself to do that after typing for 30 years doing double space. Once I said, well, I'll switch to single space, I did it. Yeah. I just thought that would take, like, five years of practice, but I know. Yeah. But with fiction, you generally see the submission guidelines. They'll tell you what kind of format to use. Yeah. And it's not usually that complicated. Yeah, yeah, usually it's not. It's more of the cases where you're writing for a, you know, magazine mm -hmm. or, or something like that. Now, as an editor for Theme of Absence, I want to tear my eyes out when I see people do the <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> the old-fashioned things for under uh, the underscore for italics or whatever they even do. And I had somebody send me a story. Uh, they did single quotes for all their dialogue, and uh, I think I'm changing. Th if I see that again, I'll auto-reject it because that was. <laughs> I said, "Well, I'll just you know find and replace." Well, that didn't work because a single yeah, quote could, for, all, could yeah. be an apostrophe yeah, depending so. how they typed it in. Yeah. Okay. Side uh, side note, totally. But well, I think that's good input from an editor. That, yes. <laughs> that you know, not proofreading and, and not following a mm -hmm. style guide for your proofing could create an auto rejection. Oh yeah, especially if they are specific. If they say, you know, use, don't tab, please don't tab. Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah, that might be another auto rejection in the future. Yeah, but if they say things like that, yeah, listen to it. It's not that hard to yeah. format yourself. It's a the, pain for editors. Yeah. Don't, and some of them are saying, don't use a return at the end of mm -hmm. a line. Let the program mm -hmm. do its thing and just hit right. enter once at the end of a paragraph, not right. double. You know, so a, a proofing run, whether you, you do a two-style guide or two-submission guidelines or you do a separate one for that, both of those can make a... a a big difference, especially the ones that have strict sub submission mm -hmm. guidelines. I've spoken with enough editors that I've heard plenty of people say, if I have to pick between two stories, I will go with the one that follows my guidelines. Because that means they've actually read them. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe have, yeah. are more than likely to be part of this, like, oh, I understand what this this publication is looking for. I've had some some that I've submitted to have done crazy things like as part of your submission guides, it, you get to the end of their guidelines and they'll say, now put the word cat right by your name so that I know you read this. Stuff like that. Oh, man. But, That's devious, <laughs> but it, yeah. I, I think it does. It's like, okay, <laughs> this moves to this, this net close to accepted pile because I know they've read uh -huh. the directions. Yeah, so... It's food for thought, right? Um, and before we wrap things up, you have any other closing thoughts? I'm sorry, I was mentally <laughs> proofreading my comment. No, I, I think that um, if you can, do a proofreading pass, and then when you think you're done, do another one, and then let someone else do it. Yeah, so. it's good stuff. It'll help you in the long run. So our long run has been reached. We're almost to the 20-minute mark. So if you'd like to support us, check out our patreon site at patreon.com slash write good books and visit us on the web at writegoodbooks.com slash podcast we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening and check us out next time see ya